Welcome to the Painting Experience podcast for October 2014. On the podcast, founder Stuart Cubley explores the potential of the emerging field of process arts and shares inspiration and insights from his ongoing workshops and retreats. In this episode, Stuart gets to the very heart of process painting, describing how we can see art as a living experience rather than as a commodity. People sometimes ask me, what is the essence of the painting process? What's the essence of the painting experience? What's, what's really going on? I understand that what you say about process versus product and, and uh, painting intuitively without having a plan and working with uh, creative blocks and understanding more about the inner critic and what it means to complete a painting. I understand all that, but there's something I'm not getting. What is really going on here? What's the essence of the painting experience? And I love it when someone really asks me that with a quality of interest because it shows me that there's a hunger and that there's something that's unsatisfied. There's something, there's an understanding that is not solidified. And I say that it goes quite deep, actually, because this is not about just painting. The undertaking of the process arts and of painting for process goes far beyond the tool itself. And it's really addressing a major challenge, I would say, and a global challenge that's often unrecognized and certainly under-addressed. We're familiar with the challenge of the world today in terms of physical security. It's in the news, day in and day out. And we're familiar with the challenge of, of the environment, of the challenges posed to the planet itself. And these are addressed, and certainly not resolved, but they're addressed but there's an underaddressed challenge that I feel is really at the core of that question when somebody asks me that, because this is a challenge to consciousness itself, the way in which we experience the world. And it's quite insidious. It seems natural in a way. And yet, I think on a deeper level of our being, something feels really off about it. And I would characterize the challenge as the commodification of experience in a way in which uh, is happening from many, many different sides. We are encouraged to view our experience of the world through the eyes of a commodity, that our experience is a commodity, and we, as the experiencer, are consumers. And so everything becomes then about lack and acquisition, and viewing our own experience in a very, very limited way, and ultimately in a conflictual way. And I think that, as I say, I think this is actually a global challenge. It's something that is not just one culture or one part of the world, and it's very real. It's happening to each person who comes in contact more and more with the powerful streams that are happening. And the painting process 
is one way of addressing this. It's one way of exploring how this is happening and what it means to view our experience in an entirely different way. Because the painting process is really a series of thresholds. It's an exploration in which you come to a threshold. You come to a place in which something is going to change in order to proceed. And the challenge that the threshold presents is also the potential, that the potential comes through the challenge. This is kind of the threshold phenomena, that you, by meeting the challenge, the potential reveals itself. So there are a series of challenges that occur when you begin to paint in this free way, in this process-oriented way. And I would say the first one is viewing the painting as a number. You know those little numbers when you go to a gallery and there's these little numbers on the wall, usually to the right of the painting, and sometimes small type, just so it's not so blatant. But it's got a powerful impact, right? It's like, all right, that's a big number, and that changes the way that I view the painting. And sometimes the numbers are are even removed, like they're coded. So you get a code, and then you have to go look for the code to find the number, which I guess makes it more elegant and less obnoxious. But the fact is, the number really has an impact. And sometimes you you see, oh my God, look at the size of that number. What am I missing here? I mean, is that feels like something I could do. There must be, he's doing something I don't recognize. I guess this really is beyond my my scope of understanding that there could be such a number for this. You know, what am I missing? Or if the number's small, you often think, well, okay, he's just a wannabe. You know, he's not really, he hasn't really made it. I mean, you can tell, you know, by, by the, the smallness of the number means he's not really the real deal. And so this seems kind of obvious, I guess, but the fact is we turn the paintings into a commodity. By putting a number on it, it becomes a commodity. And it puts it in a very special framework in which these sort of thoughts come up. It removes us from it. When we commodify something, we remove ourselves from it. It no longer moves internally. It's about the number. So I think the first challenge that comes up in your own process is... The painting is not a number. What does it mean to come to that, that the painting is indeed not a number? Because if it's a number, then it brings into comparison, and of course our numbers will never be high enough, and what does it mean to get a high number, and what do I have to do? Blah, blah, blah. Another threshold that we come to in the painting process is the understanding that the painting is not an opinion. And this is a big one because it's about recognition. It's about whether the galleries want your work. It's about whether the critics have given you a good write-up. It's about what others think about what you're doing. And even if you're not in that realm and on that level of having a gallery and critics and so on, still is a very big deal. What are others thinking? Is my painting a function of opinion? The value of our experience being defined by what others think. 
this is a true threshold in the sense that when you really confront it, when you really do come up against it, it brings you to a screeching halt. Any threshold like this will bring you to a screeching halt until you go through the transformation, which, which brings you more deeply in connection with your own experience, which means you have to value your own experience. Seeing your experience is not a commodity. A third threshold, which is very profound, actually, the painting is not an aesthetic. We think, well, okay, if it's not a number, and it's not about numbers, and it's not about opinions, at least, I mean, what's left? It's got to be about my aesthetics. It's got to be about whether it feels right to me or whether I like it. And, you know, when it doesn't feel right and I don't like it, I've got, don't take that away from me. This is a very, very challenging threshold, very deep attachment to this. It feels like there's nothing left. And yet, if we look at it and experience it in this process, we recognize that this so-called aesthetic is quite fickle. It keeps changing. One moment you're really disliking and hating what you're doing, and you take a break and you come back the next morning, and, wow, it's not so bad after all. I kind of like it, and changes with your mood and and your your whole perception of the painting through the eyes of the aesthetic is something very unstable and quite frustrating in that regard because you can't really rely on it and yet we're very attached to it like I like it I don't like it and when I like it I really believe that I like it and therefore the painting is good because I like it and when I don't like it the painting is really bad and I'm really not a good artist and da 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 this threshold is a deepening process yet in which there is the potential of going beyond seeing the painting through the eyes of the aesthetic, which in a way is another form of commodification, turning your experience into something outside of yourself. So I guess the question then arises, well, what's left without any of these? What happens? What's, you go through these thresholds, then what? This is very interesting because... I perceive this a lot in working with people. I see these thresholds being moved through, and there's something very profound that happens, and yet often unrecognized by the person. And it's precisely because it's so natural. It feels so natural that when you're experiencing it, you don't even see anything special about it. But there's a moment. You've gone beyond wanting it to be worth a lot of money. You've gone beyond what others think about it. You don't care anymore. And you recognize your, even your own opinions about it, and your own liking and disliking of it can't be relied upon. And something lets go. And you find yourself in kind of a timeless movement and a level of engagement in which there's no coming nor going. There's no achieving nor pushing away. There's no sense of it being other than what it is, nor should it be other than what it is. There's the movement of the brush. There's the sense of rightness. There's a sense of being in the right place, in your right place. And that it's easy and natural. And I watch this. I see this phenomena taking place in which you come back to an essential quality of being life and experience without this process of turning it into something. 
but that you're actually in relationship to it. And as I say, it's something so natural that we often don't recognize it. We can perhaps see it in retrospect. We see it when we leave that and jump back into the stream of comparison and, and judgment. But there's something very natural about it in the, in the moment. The thirst for this is what I sense in that essential question, in that question about what's really going on, what's really the basis of the painting process. There's an urge to experience this natural way of being. And there's a recognition that there's something askew in the way in which the world is moving us towards separating us from that experience, the simplicity of that experience, the innocence of that experience. And the painting process is one tool, it's one way of returning to that. And painting is a very, very powerful way of doing it because it works in a nonverbal way and takes us there quite quickly. You can learn more about the painting experience and find a list of upcoming process painting workshops by visiting our website at www.processarts.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. The theme music for this podcast comes from Stefan Jacob. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join us again soon.